0: This podcast is brought to you by the Kyle Bees Foundation, where it's our goal to improve the lives of disabled individuals through sports. Together we will. You can make a donation at kylebeesfoundation.org.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Atwood. I have the Handsome Peas Brothers again. Hi, guys.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: So this is, if you haven't listened to episode four, stop. Go listen to episode four so we don't have to repeat the history. But I'm here with Brent and Kyle, who just finished Ironman Boulder, which is their third iron distance race. And we're here to get the scoop and talk about some more things. So... How are you guys feeling? What how long ago was it? Two weeks? Two
2: weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Okay. We're getting there. Almost almost hundred percent. Yeah. I always. see a little sunburn. <laughs> there's <laughs> some there's some leftover lines for sure.
1: <laughs> All right, so let's get the race breakdown. Mm-hmm. How did it go?
2: we we finished, so that always counts. Yeah. Um it you know what, Boulder's beautiful. Um, it is just an awesome, gorgeous place to do a race. Um but it's a challenging race. And, you know, what What was unknown for us was how much would the altitude play into the day? Like, would So why that... did
1: you choose Boulder? Because when I listened, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, well, let's go big or go home. So.
2: Well, so the type of racing we do, Ironman's starting to learn um, how do we handle Brent and Kyle? How do we handle anybody that's racing as a duo? Because it's not like a visually impaired athlete, which is the only other duos that I ever see. Mm-hmm. um cuz They have a pretty standard tandem bicycle. It's long, but it's just as wide as anything else. We have this three-wheel bike that's wide. Other ones are using a trailer-type setup, which is also wider. Um, You're pulling a boat in the water. Okay, Um, so I lied. I'm
1: not going to make everyone go back to episode four. Give us the 30-second
2: pitch for the Peace Brothers. uh, Kyle and I, Kyle has cerebral palsy with spastic quadriplegia. So, um, as, as we like to say, Kyle uses my legs and I use his spirit. So... To do that, um, Kyle rides an inflatable kayak, and I pull him with the kayak tied to my waist. We use a Freedom Concepts bicycle, which is a three-wheel tandem. So Kyle sits in front, and I sit behind him. With his um, disability, the drivetrain or the drive system is in the back, so all of the pedaling is done by me. And on the run, we use a, a fancy race chair, which looks like what you might see a pair of quadriplegic use, but it's been specially adapted with aero bars in the back, so I can push it and... The weight's been redistributed um, so that that's we don't tip over. That's a scientific term, fancy yeah. race chair. <laughs> it's a fancy race chair. Yeah, uh, it's actually it's built locally. Another good guy that we didn't we didn't pop up in number four, but um, so that's so that's what we were trying to figure out. So Iron Man has what they figured out of safe races. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida, for example, used to be, but you know the ocean swim. Kyle's laughing, but the ocean swim they've just they've decided has is problematic because it's just unpredictable. When you're pulling somebody in a raft, it's just hard to have enough lifeguard personnel to make sure that boat gets past the brakes yeah. and out into a current.
1: Is that why
2: you laughed when we said safe race? Yeah, because what is safe? you Well, listen, that's part of what the foundation does, right? Is we want to advocate for that and we want to create more opportunities. So the only two races that are available today is Ironman Wisconsin and Ironman Boulder.
1: Oh, wow. I so, didn't
2: know that. So um, Wisconsin I've done. And I don't want to climb those hills anytime soon. Um, maybe we'll go back one day, but that's that's got sixty two hundred feet of elevation gain, I believe, or fifty eight hundred. I mean, it's it's one of the top three: right, Placid, right. Kona, Wisconsin, or Placid, Wisconsin, the Kona, former Cordelline, In the former Cordelline, the race formerly known as. Yeah, um, We should sign up before it's too late. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was why we we decide. Look, we've we talked about it, but we keep waiting for an opportunity to do Kona but the reality is is we love doing this and and I love doing Ironman Mm -hmm. we love being able to share it with other people with the foundation and anybody else Um, so we wanted to do another one and so we looked at the list the very short list of races that were approved and we chose Boulder Um, we said no Wisconsin Um, we'll do Boulder so that was kind of where that came to be and like I I was starting to say we just didn't know what the altitude was going to do yeah
1: now Um, have you raced any altitude races I mean
2: yeah, uh, we've
0: done um, uh, KK uh, okay. We did Boulder Boulder a couple of years ago. Oh, okay, ago. that's right. Um, and so Boulder uh,
1: Boulders are a running right yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So we
0: were used to it, and we were not used to it. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. So, um, it's been a while since we did Boulder Boulder, so uh, we had to get acclimated to it again, so, um, so we went out there early, and
2: I got used to it. So I did Tahoe in 2013, and then Boulder, Boulder in 2015.
1: Was that the crazy Tahoe year?
2: No, that was the first year. It was cold, I mean, it was 39 degrees, but I I never felt like doing it, doing Ironman at a pretty aerobic level, that I was ever in a place where I was taxing my lungs, or I was feeling the effects of the altitude. And then when I did boulder-to-boulder boulder with Kyle, a 10K short and fast, I felt like I was sucking through a straw for however long the race took us.
1: Four minutes.
2: Close enough. <laughs> Let's call it three. Um, so I felt like, you know, it wasn't going to be as big a deal. What um, what I learned is it was a much bigger deal. Um, was it? Just by nature of doing it with Kyle. Maybe if I'd done boulder by myself, it was a different story. Um, so the swim was okay. You know, it was... Um, uh, we they make us go last.
1: And guys, the okay swim was an hour and four minutes? Seven. Seven okay. minutes. Okay. Uh, you can't see but I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> well, okay, so. so we had a
2: great, okay, so we had a great swim. Okay, thank you. But,
0: um, but, but it's very, very modest and sometimes it really, um, really kills me how modest he is because um, I think I I, I were in seven minutes wind is incredible it is. with
2: the kit that we had on the back half so we okay. had wind on the back half oh, okay.
1: oh yeah I read that you said it was a headwind it was windy
2: yeah. there was a little bit of a headwind then we turned and we had we did have a little tailwind helping us so, and that you know,
1: really impacted you guys
2: uh, we, it but did so once yeah. I got out of the water and I realized how fast we had gone through it I said okay I got a little bit of time so I went and did a full change I put on a full bike kit because look the math it's going to be a long day, and that's something we learned. We went into Ironman Florida, which is our second, I think, probably a little bit overconfident. Maybe that's why sometimes I get modest, but we thought we were just going to blast through this flat course, and we were out there. That's still our slowest bike split. Is it really? Now, there was wind that day. There was a whole lot of other stuff, So, but we at least knew going into Boulder, it's going to be a long day, so just be prepared for that. Like A fast day maybe is an 8.30 or 8.45 right. bike for us, right. but that's still a long time to be out there.
1: Because the bike weighs how much?
2: 370 with us. 370 with the two of us on it. Holy mother. So it's like a 45, 50 pound bike. Yeah, it's a lot of weight. Um, and if you have any people that are geeky, this was interesting. This is the first Ironman we did with power. Are we, I
1: was going to say, what is we the power? We did power. So
2: here's the interesting thing. I push the same watts that I would in an Ironman myself. On your own. The difference is I've got to do it for nine hours. So kilojoules is the measurement of right. the actual power output. So a typical Ironman triathlete is, you know, 3,000 to 3,500 kilojoules for a ride. Colin and I did 5,400 kilojoules. So almost 40% more amount of output required. Wow. So that's where the big ask was. So, But again, so I'm changing. We know. I'm taking my time. I even dried off just a little bit, put on applied a liberal amount of chamois cream, and he's ready to go. Um, and it was three <laughs> loops. And look, for... For us, a, a loop course like that is a nice thing because right. I know where I can gauge right away. So our goal was lap one was recon, figure out how long it's going to take us, do the math and then figure it out. Mm-hmm. So we did our first lap in two and a half hours. And now there's, there is a 14 mile section, by the way, Boulder is 114 miles, not 112. Right. So you've got about 14, 15 miles when you finish the third loop. Um, but I do the math and I'm like, we're going to hit hundred miles at like seven and a half hours. Again, we go 12 miles an hour, 13 miles an hour. So seven and a half plus that, maybe at best eight and a half hours. So we finish the first loop. I tell Kyle we're good. Let's be smart. Let's take our time. Um, in the middle of the course, there's this 4-mile climb. And the first time took us around 30 minutes to do it. The last lap took us about 42 minutes. So most people could have ran that thing faster than us. Um, there's a lot of interesting things. So the altitude starts to get to me. It was cottonwood or ragweed out there or something. My allergies oh, no. were flaring up like crazy. So I'm having trouble breathing.
1: Oh, that's good. So
2: that's a perfect thing that you need. And after about three hours, it was just really tight in the chest. And so I was having trouble swallowing. So I wasn't able to, I just kind of slowly stopped taking in calories. And I knew what was happening. And I knew I needed to try and fix it, but I didn't want to stop pedaling. So I, I'm Did you to, tell Kyle? Oh, I told Kyle. I was like, "We got to eat. You know, we got to do more." And you know, he's screaming. And, and well, because
1: when you were together, you have to keep each other updated, mm-hmm. right? Constantly. Yeah. Where you are, and like, it's not just like you're pretending you're yeah. good when you're not good. You're like, I'm dying. He understands here. what's going on. Yeah.
0: Now. I look, I think that what the woman state that we that I will confess too, that we need to do better with is onu it because onu it was. Abysmal.
1: Abysmal.
2: Well, we had a plan. I mean, we knew everybody has a plan, but, um, you know, fortunately we kind of figured it out. We grabbed stuff from special needs. We were able to kind of start getting some stuff down and we were able to get through the bike ride. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so the second lap I knew we were going to slow down just a little bit and then the sun comes out. So now it's hot. And just the way the course sets up, you start with um, kind of like four miles of pretty intense rolling Mm -hmm. then you've got about eight miles of a false flat. Mm-hmm. Um, into a headwind all day right. so that first 12 or 13 miles would take me over an hour each lap and then you get a nice big descent and you start to recover but by the time I had recovered and I was starting to feel better then we'd start climbing again and so all of a sudden so that's where the altitude kicks in so my heart rate starts to go up and it's you're, it's harder to process the food at that point so you know look, if I went back to Boulder I would pick my spots and I would know like this is the spot you have to eat you gotta eat right this second Um, or else else. but um, you know we were fortunate they were able to get through it so it kept getting slower and slower but I never was worried about the cutoff I mean you know we talked about it Wisconsin we made it by two minutes and uh, Florida we were actually coming in at like seven or eight minutes under the cutoff but they changed it so Kyle and I were like 35 minutes under the cutoff but we had struggled so much that day we said we got to make the original cutoff that just became our goal because we had such a bad day so at Boulder we never felt like the cutoff was in jeopardy, but yeah. we did keep getting slower, and so our support crew was getting nervous, um, but Kyle and I never had a conversation of like, we got to go or we're going to miss this cutoff. It was more like, we got to go because you got to keep your feet moving. So I started bonking. Because um, you weren't eating. Because I wasn't eating. So by the third lap, I was really starting to struggle, um, and that's when Kyle really started you know, kicking it into high gear to get me or keep me cranking. So um, what do
1: you do to keep Brent going?
0: Words of
2: encouragement,
1: uh-huh. uh, just... Do you ever cuss out him?
0: I mean, All <laughs> <so>, the time.
1: <laughs> I
0: mean, you know, and for me, I'm, when we were all group three, I just wanted to get off the bike. Like, yeah. my body was grabbing. I had urine all over me, you know, and... Because
1: you guys don't ever stop. No,
2: it's, um, it's, um uh. We did have a brief stop because, um, the wheel was wobbling. And so I was like, it's either loose or maybe it's out of true. And we went by neutral support. He said, it's out of true. And so I saw Curtis and we had spare wheels and I said, he looked at it and he said, you're fine. He said, it's a little wobbly, but it's not slowing you down. It's not going to break. So we said, well, let's go, you know, at least in that moment while I was having that conversation Kyle, who had been in a jacket because it was overcast and cool in the morning, now he was dripping sweat, so we were able to rip his jacket off. and then There
1: was another race where you were in a jacket.
2: And we took it took off and got sunburned. Sunburn. Oh, New that was Orleans. the first, New was the first okay. half, yeah. And so
1: this time... You well, we put life.
2: sunscreen on him. Okay. And we put baby sunscreen on him, in fact, so um, as protective as we could get it. And what... I would get the way to get off the bike, but that's what I love. Like when you but hear Kyle's, but to get that's off what I love, line. though, right? Yeah. It's like right. it's the, this is just as hard for Kyle or any of these kids that we race with as it is Absolutely. for me or you, and that's what I love. Is like he's getting that. I mean, I don't want to force him into that, but he's having the same conversation with himself that he is with me of like, let's finish, let's go run, like I'm over it, I'm done.
0: And know was beautiful, but I am. Um, I'm not a fan of the 114 mile bike, you know, because when we hit 100, you know, anytime you hit 100 on a, in a bike race, you're like, okay, I got 12 more to go, and when we got to the 12, we were like, oh, we gotta keep going.
1: Well, and also because if you guys are going 12 miles an hour, you're like, okay, we know I don't know, yeah. something about the extra two was hard, right? Yeah,
2: it's, I mean, that's four minute miles, so that's eight minutes more on the bike. It's a long time. Um, so then, when we got off the bike, our handle was gone up
0: there. And put, there's a great picture and video of um, our handle getting me off the bike, getting ready to get the bike. Walking away, he's so like, "Good job." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they were getting you off the bike, and friends like, "Peace out." <laughs> yeah, we, I was done. Yeah,
2: it's done. And so then, what we got? But T two was hard. I mean, we went to T two, and we were in there for twenty three minutes.
1: What do you mean it was hard?
2: I mean, I was exhausted. I needed just... like I so I sat there with a thing of water, and um, Jason Overball, Danny's boyfriend, was part of the crew. Danny Grable from yeah. episode five.
1: Nice. Thanks like you the like pleasure. the plug. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, but
2: Jason was like, no, 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 no cold water. You know, just get something your stomach can process. You're struggling. What have you eaten? What's the last thing you ate? So Jason's like looking at me and handing me stuff, and I hand him stuff back, and he goes, No, you need this. And I mean, he, you know, I realize now he was pulling me out of the hole I was in. Right. So usually when you look at our T2 times from past races, it's because we're doing a full wardrobe change for Kyle. He's gone to the bathroom on himself. He's sweaty. He needs a clean outfit uh we were in there for 23 minutes cuz of me i mean i needed a chance to reset
0: i want i would i would say all that but i think, i would say that we both needed that 23 minutes
2: Yeah. Too.
1: so well, you guys could, are separated at that point right we or? yeah we,
2: are, we have the volunteers and we have our handlers your ironman allows us some handlers um so you know once we came out of transition for the run you know now we're moving but we're moving at like 12 13 14 minute miles So you start doing the math. You're like, we're going to be out here for five and a half, six hours. And again, the midnight cutoff is not in jeopardy at that, but it starts to put it in play. And so I said to Kyle, I said, we have to eat. I said, we've got to eat. And he he said, okay, what are we going to do? And I said, next aid station we're stopping. And so we're getting around mile four or so. And we roll up to an aid station. I put the brakes on the race chair and I holler at the volunteers. (laughs) And they come over and I say, here's how you feed them water. Give them pretzels, give them chips, give them Coke, give them water. And I grabbed a handful of stuff and jumped in a porta potty, and started going to the bathroom as I'm like stuffing chips down my face, um, and we we stood there for you know I would say you know maybe three minutes, two I've and a half. I've done that minutes. for a
1: few a few times, gotten in the porta potty with snacks, and I'm like, this is just like the lowest. <laughs> this is as low as yeah. it gets. Yeah. The worst.
0: <laughs> and and I, I remember in Wisconsin, the volunteers were. Amazing. Right. And then we go, What do you need? Here's the chicken broth. get poured pour it down my mouth. It would go out. It were equally great, but it was a lot more explaining, you know. Pour well, my we mouth. needed more too yeah. than
2: we did in Wisconsin. Right. So mm-hmm. we were it wasn't just like a quick dump a thing of chicken broth, but so we inhaled as much food as we could and then there, there it was. That was the magic elixir. I took a Coke and a Red Bull on the way past that aid station, and then it was, boom, now we were running. And now, all of a sudden, the miles start to tick. And, like, that's the fun part for us, too. I mean, you know, you... you well, you're
1: not hauling 370
2: pounds. Yeah, and, and look, everybody wants to just get it over with at that point. And at that stage in the race, for us, we're already at 11 or 12 hours. So, you know, the fast folks are 13 hours and under. Yeah. I think that's what most people would say. So at this point now they're all finishing and we're on our first lap, right. and so we're passing people that are just walking left and right, and you know there's there's a, a, a layer of motivation for us to go past people. Do
1: you guys sit there and go, all right, we're gonna pick off this one? <laughs> Come
2: on. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, look,
1: there's but some zoom. people, but look,
2: some people grab it from us and they're like, okay, well if they're running, we'll run. Um,
1: yeah, I and, mean, I guess so.
2: And right. we got to a point where we were running eight and a half minute miles. Now, here's the difference. Um, I mean, that it, it is fast, but the, what changes is that at every aid station, I've got to get him stuff and me. And so, if you look at it, it was like a 9.50 or a 10.20 is mm-hmm. what it actually showed because we'd roll into an aid station, we'd do the same routine, I'd hand him to a volunteer, I'd get myself stuff. I mean, my Garmin shows that I was you know past 26.2 because not much, but I did this right. back and forth at the aid stations. Walk ahead and get my stuff. And, right. And... Um, but that that allowed us. I mean, we almost ran as fast as we did at Wisconsin, even after the first four miles were really just a, a walk
0: mm-hmm. or a, a
2: walk. It was a, it wasn't. I mean, but that's like that's the fun part of this. That's why we signed up for Boulder is because we wanted the challenge again. And I can't keep waiting for a lottery or some magic shoe to drop that's going to allow us to go there. Right. And so to be able to compete and be out there with everybody was awesome.
1: So Kyle, do you feel? The same way on the run as you do on the bike? Like, you're ready to get it over with, or is it more of the excitement kind of (laughs) build-up?
0: Both. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like you have to motivate. Like, I have to motivate myself. It's very testy on my my body to be on that bike for 8 hours and 51 minutes.
1: How does the comfort change from the bike to the run? I mean, you're still, like, in the same... Kind of position, right? But yeah. Is
0: it more? Is the run chair more comfortable? Yeah, it's a, it's a little, it's more way back. Okay. Like,
2: um, it's just, it's closer to this, to his wheelchair.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so, you know, again, once we got through the first four miles, um, I started to feel good again, and um, it was. We get
2: downhill from there. It was. And it's a, it's a good, again, like three loops. We had such an awesome crew that came out. I mean, uh, Betty Janelle, we talked about her on the last one. You know, she was like the ringleader. She was out there with her Vuvuzuela horn just screaming at us. Now,
1: wasn't she the one who told Kyle she in Kentucky, like, like this is it? This. You're the
2: guy. Like, yeah, yeah, she was really the one who kicked him out the door. <laughs> um, and we, yeah, we talked about that too. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, I had this memory. So when we Kyle and I did Wisconsin, our whole support crew that was there, you know, they weren't sure what to do. So after the first lap, they all jumped on the support bus, on the um, buses, and went back to town, except for one car that stayed out there with us, which was great, but we had three people or four people following us. And then at Florida, um, our coach Matthew, he had an uh, athlete that was trying to qualify for Kona, and Florida's not a good bike spectating course. Right. So they, they all went back in to check on her on the run because she was going to finish the run before we finished the daggum bike. <laughs> um, so Kyle and I rode the last section of that bike by ourselves. So I had this in my memory, like going back to the bike for a second here. And I remember looking at Betty as we're going up Nelson Road, this climb. Where, you know, That's
1: the four-mile climb. Four-mile
2: climb. And I looked at her and said, are you guys going to stay for the third loop? And she goes, shoot, yeah, we ain't leaving you guys out here, screaming at us, laughing. You know, awesome. so, you know, they, they got us home on that. Between Kyle and them... You know, that really carried us, you know. And they had all these shirts that said, you know, Kpz Peasy established 1985. Oh, I love it. The year Kyle was born. And then on the back it said, when you're with Kpz, Peasy it ain't easy. I
1: did see that. I don't did so, see you that. know, it was great. We,
2: we, traveled, we, had our, we had an entourage. We had an entourage for sure. So the best thing about, again, for the bike, we saw them a bunch, a ton. I mean, they barely had to move. And on the run, it's a two-loop run with these weird lollipops mm-hmm. on the front half. It, it's hard to explain, but it's... It's really, truly two loops, but you pass all these different areas multiple times. So they barely had to move, and they could see us. Um, And uh, I I remember when it actually got dark, there was this one aid station that was set up like a discotheque or something, or like a club. (laughs) Yeah. And I see Danny Gravel, you know, throwing a um, glow stick in the air, dancing. (laughs) And I was like, well, if she's dancing, I guess I can run. Right. um, But that's like, you know, I don't know how we would do these races without the extra support. I mean, it's good to have Kyle, but it's great to have all those folks. I mean, I think we had like 25 people out there, all toll. so. Um. Are
1: you guys listening? That's Caroline <laughs> in the background.
2: She's looking for Dad. 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 <laughs> um
1: So how has, just an aside, how has this whole adventure changed since you're a dad? <laughs> uh, she's a, what, one?
2: She's 21 months now. Okay. It's a totally new balancing act. It's yeah. like... You know, I mean, fortunately for what I do, um, for a living now running the foundation and coaching triathletes, I have a little bit more flexibility in my schedule, but I do a lot of training on my own now. So I'll do a six hour bike ride by myself on a Thursday at some weird, at some weird time, you know, at 9am after I've fired off a bunch of emails and phone calls and then I got to sit, but I've been like, everybody deals with it. I just, I've moved the long stuff away from the weekends. I still have to train every weekend. Yeah. You know, if you ask my wife or if you ask Caroline, I'm still gone for small chunks of the day. Right. It's just small. I'm not gone for eight or nine hours on a Saturday. Yeah. When Kyle and I start training, when we were getting close to the final prep for Boulder, he and I were having to go out because he's got, Kyle's mm-hmm. got a Monday through Friday routine, so he can't get away on a Thursday. Right. So we still had to spend some time together as we got closer. Um,
1: so one of the best pictures from, I think, the whole event is you guys coming down the finisher chute. And I don't know who took that picture, but I totally lifted it. So see me. No, please, yeah, please do. Maria, but, Maria took it. Okay, um, but I mean, you've just got this, you know, look of jubilation on your face, and both of you do.
2: Well, it's if you look so at awesome. every, if you look at every finisher's photo from the Ironman's Wisconsin, Florida, and um, and now Boulder, Kyle's face is it's always jubilation. You know, yeah. he's always fired up. But Wisconsin, I think there was more relief that I'd made it. Florida, I was just exhausted. Um, but what, because of what we got through that, I mean, everyone we've gotten through stuff, but, um, well, as somebody, I won't throw him under the bus, but as somebody so eloquently put it that, you know, we unfucked ourselves on the run. I mean, we were in the depths on the, on the last lap of the bike. Right. And on the run, it could have been a five and a half, six hour day, you know, and and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about everything that, you know, my wife and, and my daughter have put up with, that our parents have put up with the 25 people that have traveled, Right. To see us, and it was like, they didn't come here to just watch you walk. They came here to watch you compete.
1: That's how I feel every <laughs> race, Brent.
2: <laughs> I know, but we, t- but, we, but we talk about that right. with, the, with the foundation. It's not about just, for, for, for some of the folks, they do. They want to come out, and they just want to experience sure. it. But, you know, Kyle's as competitive as they come, you know. Right. So to, to come out of the depths of the bottom... How did you
1: feel, like, with the allergy, though? Did that just clear up once well,
2: you? Well, I, I had an inhaler, okay. and um, I have a rescue inhaler, um, and I um, asked somebody to just tell me what the maximum dosage was. So I, on the run, I took it okay. multiple times. I carried it. I, I always have one in T1 and T2, so I had done my normal two puffs after the swim, mm-hmm. and then after the bike, I took it with me on the run. And then somebody said, we checked Google, you're good. Um, there is no maximum dosage. So every time I felt like I had anything, so it it got, uh, it got tolerable and I wasn't running at the same heart rate I was on the bike. Mm -hmm. I was much higher on the bike, just trying to manage, you know, the intensity. So on the run and coupled out with not having calories, it's hard to get your heart rate up when you don't have enough calories in your body.
1: So what was your average watts on the bike?
2: Uh, it's like 202. Jeez. Yeah. So it was like 214 on the first lap and then like 204 and then like 198. So it kept dropping. And I, again, I would expect that for us, for exactly. what we're doing. Um, so when we hit that finish line and I saw everybody, you know, all of a sudden I had this like massive reaction of like, fucking did it. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at Kyle and we were fist pumping and shaking. My dad um, doesn't know how to use the iPhone photos really well, so he always does the live photos. He never just snaps it. Yeah. So there's this great one after um, after we were standing in the corner of the finish. And I came up and I just grabbed Kyle's hand and started shaking his hand. Um, and you could just see us both like screaming at now each you
0: other. Came, you gave me a... did after oh, This like, was after we'd gotten the medals and everything.
2: I know you just swam my head. You gave me a big old pie. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome. But we, I mean, I, you know, you, t- you tell me how you felt coming down
1: that shoot versus the other two. I maybe. love your picture, though, because
0: your head is back and your eyes are scrunched so tight. I mean, you I just look so the, happy. I get told, but I was extremely happy. I was so proud of what we did. I was so proud of it. And I remember I, uh, Matthew, our girl, kept saying, get the figurative shoot all day. Get the just think about so the shoot. When we got there, I told where but before we hit the red carpet, I said we need to acknowledge like, all of those 25 people and everybody else that was out there to date right. them. So we made sure that we saw everybody on our crew.
1: Because,
0: mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you get a, you, there's a red carpet there for a reason. Yeah. For everybody. And that red carpet is to welcome you. So you could go however you want to go. <laughs> um, but we guess they never get they never get old too. Oh
1: I know.
0: Um, I know. and uh, I would guess you waited happy and uh, Glad
1: to be done. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be done. Yeah.
2: It was good to be back out there it was good we hadn't done Man since 2014 in yeah. the finishing shoot like you recognize everything that you've done and the people that have helped you get there and we were fortunate that so many of them were there with us um at the finish and so yeah we stopped and Curtis was the first guy we saw and oh Wayne and Wayne and Wayne doesn't know how to listen to podcasts so I'll say he was crying like a baby <laughs> um we saw Curtis's wife and um then yeah, we, yeah, then we saw Curtis it. Curtis
1: is your bike guy. That's our bike guy. Our
2: bike guy. The, our bike guy. <laughs> the and then we saw, you know, bike. My, the wa- bike guy. the bike guy. We saw my wife and yeah. um, our friend Helen. Yeah. Um, and Maria was there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Maria, she gets full credit for that 107. She's a miracle worker with folks in the water. And now Maria's She's the head swim coach. coach at Dynamo. Okay. Or the head master's coach. And, uh, you know, she's one of toughest athletes there is and so maria's snapping all these pictures she's crying and i I, you know i kind of you know you think about like what are you gonna are are we gonna go with like are we gonna flex are we gonna high five we're gonna salute each other and i had almost kind of thought after that day i was like you know they might get a little dusty on the finish line but i hit that thing and i saw them and i was just so fired up and so we just started screaming uh and yeah. then, you know, Mike Riley was great, and I'm sure he's a listener, so he's going to love all these props we're about to give him. <laughs> um, but he actually called it because the way you come through the finish. Um, you hit this, like, kind of weird, like, little thing. So he says, I hear the pieces are about two minutes away. So our crew getting excited. And then you come down the chute, and you can see them hit this corner, and you do this kind of big, ter- big swing, like, 90-degree turn. Uh-huh. And then you come all the way around the finish. So at that point, it's still, like, 90 seconds or a minute. And then, of course, we... Yeah. Like a couple of, a couple of prima donnas were stopping and high fiving everybody in the shoot. But Kyle was right. It was like you know, all these people got us here. Let's enjoy this, because who knows when we get to come back here again. Right. And then when we came across the line, he said, "Kyle Pease, you are an Iron Man. Brent Pease, you are an Iron Man."
0: It this is one of the best stories thus far this year in Iron Man. Yeah, we get
2: hear. Uh, yeah, makes so. you feel good it's a nice compliment but it's also a you know you know who knows how many times you get patted on the back when you keep doing more and more but after after three it still felt just as good Yeah. and then you're across the line and it's like now where's where's the party <laughs> um, it took about five minutes and then I realized how tired I was Yeah. and all I wanted was a curb, um, curb. and then I wanted to lay down but you know and these, it's a special thing we get to do. And Boulder, you know, they're all gonna present challenges. If we keep learning if we keep learning at each of these, what's that? What's the curve? Hmm? What's the curve? Curve.
1: The curve? Oh, oh they so want to lay down the
2: curve? On a sidewalk. I wanna uh, just lay down. Yeah, okay. um, we don't have Google available for Kyle to figure out what a curb is. No, but <laughs> You know, Wisconsin it was hills, and Florida it was wind, and it was the cold temperatures, and Boulder it was the altitude, and then heat, and then allergies, and then you it's know, it's always
1: something. It's like, always something, you, you and like that's what you have to train for.
2: Uh, you know, I think, and it, that's what makes you feel good when you overcome that. Right,
1: and
0: I think it goes back to, you know, Wisconsin, when somebody told me, you know, you could plan all day for in, but if something goes wrong. There what are you gonna do?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think that it's great advice for everybody that we have done together to um, really think about that. What else something goes go Yeah.
1: What,
0: what do we do? And we rely on each other to help us through the peace and the valleys. I loved
1: your blog post. You guys at um KylePeaceFoundation.org kyle's race report is up and the end of it was so sweet you got a little tears from me like he gives you the props and you know just brent saying you know i just love my brother and i was like so sweet you know i mean it's just i love that you guys just have such a great sense of family i mean i know you have to in order to do this together if you had a brother you didn't like it might be a little challenging
2: (laughs) well there's a um there's a, a film, a local filmmaker just a little documentary, 16 minute documentary on us. That's up on our website, and then on our, um, it's on the social media as well. Um, but it's great because you can see videos of us as little kids. Oh. And what's so cool about it is you see us playing sports as little kids, yeah. and like there's even one, and I'm sure tons of parents can say that they've seen their kids do this. But it's me pulling Kyle and our other brother with ropes tied to all these little you know vehicles that you have as kids. But it was like. Maybe that was the start of it. But, I mean, <laughs> you see that same interaction, and that's, we've just grown it into this.
0: It, it, it's, it's really cool, because it takes the, takes the, the audience, um, and it really goes behind the scenes with both of us, with Brett's training. That,
1: that video? Right, uh-huh.
0: with Brett's family life, with a caretaker coming here to give me up. Shows to brush my, my teeth and, you know. It's got everything. It's
2: got the foundation. It's yeah, got it all. It's,
0: it's really cool. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah.
2: So speaking of foundation, don't we get to interview you now? Don't yeah, you? Huh, this let's is, hear there's it. Your okay. se- there's your segue. So those of you
1: who didn't listen to episode four, um, they have, the Peace Foundation has a big group that does the public's half marathon every year. There was like 42, 42. 42 last year. And um, so people volunteer to be... A pusher. We still don't have the, the official term. But We're going to we'll
2: get there. Pusher.
1: Yeah. Um, and so I said, I will do Publix. I will push it Publix, which is a half marathon. And I get an email last Saturday from Brant saying that he's looking for a special person <laughs> to do the Marine Corps Marathon as a pusher. And I was like, I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> I, don't I, this, talking about
0: you. <laughs> I don't know what this...
1: I don't know what this email means. And it was funny because I was headed out to a 5K. And I didn't want to do the 5K. And I was so focused on my own stupid time. And I did terrible. It was like the worst 5K I've done in three years. And... After I finished that 5K, I didn't even stop to get water. I went straight to my car. I slammed my door, and I got my phone out, and I was like, I'm in.
2: You're in. Because <laughs> I was
1: like, I am so done running for just me and for to focus on my time. And so, yeah, October 22nd, I am doing the Marine Corps Marathon. And with Logan. With my new buddy, Logan. Yep. So She's going to
2: be pushing a human being for 26.2 miles. But I'm
1: glad. I'm going to have a friend. I was jealous after the last interview when you guys were talking about how it's nice to race with a buddy. I need a buddy for a marathon. Uh,
2: yes, you do. So it's a good tour of the city. Are you going to bring? Is your whole family coming? The whole
1: family is coming.
2: Have they been to? Have the kids been to DC? No. Okay, so they get the tour. Um, I'll make I'll make the expert and the kids follow me out because we've we've got it down sort of how to that, get out on the course. They can follow me, but I don't know. Well, I'm you not... go to mile sixteen. I go to eight yeah. first. Uh,
0: yeah, and I'm not. Go with the Reiki. So you no, no. got lost the first year. <laughs> I got lost with the family, and we oh, so no, no but rolling. so here's the plug because well, we, we have
2: <laughs> we have now four opportunities each year to raise the funds that pay for so a, an Ironman triathlete costs us almost eighteen thousand no. dollars, re- regardless of Wisconsin or Boulder location. A first time triathlete, some that's never competed at any distance, is fifteen thousand dollars. So the bike that Kyle and I used this past weekend cost us twelve thousand dollars. The race chair that you're gonna be using with Logan costs six thousand dollars. And so to, I can't
1: put bumper stickers.
2: N- on it? Yes, we can, and we okay. can logo the wheels. We can logo the. Cr- we can look. Wait, we can cuss. We can logo the shit out of the wheels. We can put swim bike mom. Seriously, we can do all of this oh, stuff. We can fun. we can make a custom wheel for you, you guys. Can
1: just put a sticker that says "Keep going."
2: Um, but this stuff costs money. A, a marathon cost us three thousand dollars per athlete, um, and so that's what you're raising money for. So we have four opportunities to do that, and outside of that, we don't we don't solicit. I mean, people give to us, and we thank them, but. We don't solicit money throughout the year outside of those. So, Marine Corps and Publix are, you know, they cover almost 75% of our operating budget mm-hmm. um, for the year. In addition to paying for those events themselves, our most expensive undertaking is Marine Corps. Now, I'll just throw this out there. Some of these kids, um, they've never traveled before. Uh-huh. And we're staying in a hotel. And Kyle and I joke that when we were kids, we wanted to always go to the team hotel, like the Braves or something. Right. And we wanted to be on the team plane. Well, we drive a team vehicle. And I'll never forget at Publix this year, this kid, they're telling us the story. As he's getting ready to go to bed, the caretaker, the nurse we had there, um, he said, Hey, can you take a picture of me? He's laying in this king size bed. And she goes, Yeah, sure. Why? He goes, Well, I've never been in a hotel. So look, we're not, we're raising money to improve their lives through sports, but the sports include it. For Marine Corps, it includes a hotel stay, it includes a team dinner. We get care packages for the kids. So they're going to get a new pair of shoes, some mm-hmm. fancy socks, some warm up yeah. pants. With KPZ logos, of, course. of no, course. No branding opportunity missed. But right. I mean, so, you know, we're honored that you get to do it and that, you know, we hope that your listeners and your network are going to engage what you're doing because yeah. it's going to support, it's not supporting you, it's supporting Logan, it's supporting right. people like Kyle that are doing something that's bigger than themselves too, right. whether that's a 5K or an Ironman.
0: And I can't, I, I can't really put it into words, um, what you'll feel. The gratifying feeling that you yeah. that you feel that you gave somebody an a opportunity to a see the nation's capital, but to give them a sense of purpose, mm-hmm. a sense of a sense of teamwork,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the ability to really believe for every individual that's out there, preachers and athletes, that anything is truly possible. And it's, it's amazing to see the smiles and it. it. just, oh, I just can't wait for you to come <laughs> out there. And
2: we don't have to run. Yeah. I
1: love it. I love it. I'm very excited. I'm very scared, though. Is that normal? Yes. Do you get volunteers yeah. and are like, what am I doing? Yeah,
2: it's I mean it's you're responsible for somebody else.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and we don't have to go into the but Logan's got some other stuff going on and that's one of the things, like we've got to meet you at mile eight, we've got to meet you at mile sixteen to make sure everything's fine. Um, you know, his mom's all in on this, his he Logan's gonna have a great time. But there's always all these other things that it's like the marathon for me and Kyle at Boulder, like, okay, could I have run a little bit faster, maybe, but at what expense? I mean, this mm-hmm. has to be Kyle has to enjoy that finish line too, and if he's, in some, if he's having a medical issue because I didn't feed him, um, or if I didn't take care of his needs too, and that makes that finish line experience all right. that much I better. got to
1: feed Logan. So
2: when you finish the Marine Corps, there's like
1: I forgot about that. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs>
2: there's three hills at Marine Corps, like real hills. There's one that's yeah. down, then there's a bridge. There's two bridges you go over, but at the finish, it's this 200, um, 250 yard hill that's like oh. straight up, and it's lined with Marines. Yeah. So if you think you're going to walk with all these Marines, you're crazy. And if you think you're going to walk pushing a chair, you're crazy because you're going to hit that hill and they're going to start screaming. And that energy is going to push you up that hill. And Arlington Cemetery is to your left. You can see the Washington Monument off to your right. Like, what better place to finish? You know, it's just such an... Un- it really... It's it's one of the best marathons. It, it yeah. doesn't have the... It, maybe it doesn't it, have... It's
0: the People's Marathon. It's the,
2: it's the People's, people's marathon. marathon. It is. Uh, it's a great. And they're so accommodating to all of the disabled athletes, the wounded warriors the, yeah. the you know the paraplegics, the quadriplegics, the amputees, everybody that's got something
0: and yeah the best advice that I could tell you is to enjoy. I know that you're going every step for purpose
2: yeah Woo! <laughs> I think I'm
1: going to cry oh my gosh. I'm super excited. So we got her
2: in before Publix. So now you're going to inspire your team. That's right. Then you don't have to run Publix. You can just come hang out with us. Well, okay. And then we just get three. Now there's three new people. Yeah. You're not letting me off the hook, are you?
1: Okay, so everyone who is listening, um, I was asked to raise Mm $3,000, and I am going to raise $10,000. And so if you guys enjoy this podcast, if you've enjoyed this, get on the link and donate help us reach this goal because then we will pay for what? Three kids. Mm -hmm.
2: That's three kids. kids. Remember everything that goes over that budget anyways is going into the operations for the year. That's going to help us do these little off, you know, the 5K we did in June that had 16 kids participate. You know, those are not super expensive races. You know, 5K costs us about $100 per kid. Right. But that adds up quick when you're talking about 16 kids racing.
1: So I've had a lot of people since I posted the blog ask me, number one, how can I get involved? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, they can go to the website, but you can talk about that a little bit more. But also, how do they become a push volunteer, say, outside of Atlanta?
0: So um, on our website, KyleBeatsValudation.org, we have a dev uh, at the bottom. And the bottom. At the bottom, okay. We have two devs, one for per It volunteers and one for. Do so
2: do the helper application, and that that'll it? get you in our database that gets the background check and all that important stuff. Um, and then um, to do it in other states, reach out to me. It's Brent at Foundation foundation.org. Okay. And so. Official. Well. But, so, I mean, look, we're looking for opportunities in other states. We just started a chapter in Utah. So okay. walking with KP Utah I is actually, it. they're doing Ironman Muncie 70.3. Okay. So they've got, uh, they've got a young kid that is going to be doing his first half Ironman. Um, we've got a group that we've partnered with in Florida that they do a marathon and a half marathon in January. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely other places and other opportunities, and we'd love to be able to expand the reach of the Kyle Peace Foundation. Yeah. Um, cause we can only travel so many different right. places and yeah. So if you're in Michigan and you're looking for ways to help, I've got people that have been asking if you're in California, you know, so let's email me, Okay. you know, as long as it's not like a Thursday when I'm riding yeah. along with Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone, no Thursday. Give,
0: give your email again.
2: Oh, excuse me. Okay. For everybody that didn't catch it the first time, my brother has instructed me. It's, uh, brent at kylepsoundation.org. I'll put it in the notes. Yeah. Video.
1: Well, kids. That's it. I'm proud of you.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: I don't want to ask what's next because everyone does that, and you're like, well. You already asked know.
2: us. We're well, maybe maybe we'll get the golden ticket this year, and if not, then the
1: golden ticket to Kona.
2: Yeah, that's right. So I think um, I think Con and I are done for this year. I mean, we've got three people doing New York Marathon from the foundation, and we've got 16 people doing Marine Corps, um, and I want to say nine of them are first time marathoners. Yeah. So um, including we, me, kinda. including you, kind of. But so we're busy. Um, so I don't know that we'll do a big race. We'll do some of the smaller stuff, and then next year we'll look at probably half to at least tee up validation just just in
1: case. Yeah,
0: excellent. I'm I'm, I'm done, um, but we have a lot of local 5Ks, and then our fall
2: is always busy. Yeah,
1: there's you guys have like one 5K or 10K a month. Going. We we try to
2: do 12 a year, 12 okay. races a year. So
1: that's Atlanta. Area. I want to
2: say January and December are the only months we don't race. Okay, but. We
0: can't forget about Peachtree roadways either.
1: Oh, yeah. Talk about Peachtree a little
2: bit. We have nine teams in the Peachtree this year.
1: The crazy thing about Peachtree, for those of you that don't know, is someone, I was talking to someone and um, they needed a pusher. And I was like, oh, I'll do it. And they were like, well, you have to go under 45 minutes. I was so like, the female push what? time is now 50. Still. But still,
2: that's fast. I mean, that's a, that's what, eight incredible. and a half minute mile? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's fast. But look, it's the only competitive race... Right. In the country for this that we're aware of, yeah. um, and we've worked with the Shepherd's Spinal Center on that. And this year, we have three divisions: we have male, male, female, female, and a mix. So male, female, female, male. The first place in each of those divisions is going to be getting a uh, cash prize wow. provided by the Kyle Peace Foundation. But the way it works is if Kyle and I win, Kyle is going to win the prize, got not it. not me. And it will be don't need to. Okay, left. well, we got some fast people to chase. We got to chase George Darden and Matt Schechtman. Okay. So Matt's with Infinity Yoga, which is a partner of the foundation.
1: That's fun. Though. Um,
2: and George is like George ran the New York Marathon in two hours and thirty-two minutes. Like, oh my gosh! So I'll never forget the first anyway. So Peachtree is a uh, Peachtree is a big deal for us. It was our hometown race. It took us three years to open up the category, and you know now six years later, um, we've now got an opportunity for nine teams to race. So I know you're
1: a beast, but the peach trees are on the corner. I know you feel tired. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah.
2: That's my excuse when those two guys right, smoke. Me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get, look, we'll give it a shot. It's a, fun, it's such a fun race. And, um, if you live close by, come out early, we start at 6:52, So we don't, they don't, they launch us ahead of the pros. Yeah. That's part of the reason for the time limit.
1: Right.
2: Is they want us off the course in, in time for the pros. Right. Again,
0: it, it, it would be great to, uh, um, be up there with those guys, but just to be included in this, the take a, in the United States is, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's been a heck of a couple of weeks
1: mm-hmm.
2: for you guys. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. I Again, look forward to this. It. Is our first
2: repeat podcast? You I know. know we've never should. been. We've never been asked back oh. by anybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
2: funny. Yeah, so here we are. <laughs>
1: We'll have you. Well, we'll have to do a Marine
2: Corps recap. We almost got top on that.